This week's Torah content has been sponsored by the Fishbines, who enjoy reading the sponsorship messages every week in honor of Chen and Max's wedding and with a tefillah for a lasting peace in Israel. This is Marcus Aurelius Meditations, Book 4, Paragraph 6. These are natural and necessary results from creatures of this kind, and one who wants this to be otherwise wants the fig tree not to yield its acrid juice. And in general, remember this, that within a very little while both he and you will be dead, and a little after, not even your name nor his will be left. So, even though we were talking about death in the previous paragraph, um, the first sentence here is a non sequitur. These are natural and necessary results from creatures of this kind. What is he even talking about? So just to make sure I wasn't missing anything, I, I looked at my commentary, and the commentary did acknowledge that he's going to be switching topics now. Uh, for the next couple of, um, of paragraphs, he's going to be talking about how to deal with people. <laughs> and by that, I mean people who are annoying, irritating, uh, threatening, you know, all that bad stuff. So... So that's what it means when he says these are natural and necessary results from creatures of this kind. So uh, I actually have a story from the trenches of being a high school teacher. Uh, I started teaching 11 years ago, and my first class was a class of 10th grade boys. Uh, and these were not just any old 10th grade boys. These were the worst behaved group of boys in the school, uh, according to the testimony of the uh, the, the assistant principal and, uh, and many other teachers. In fact... Uh, the boys claimed to have been responsible for their last teacher quitting, which is never a good sign. <laughs> and another not good sign is when I asked in a faculty meeting, uh, one of the you know other rabbis on faculty, I said, you know, how, how you know, what do you think the best solution is for dealing with these boys? He said, jokingly, I think, become an alcoholic. <laughs> okay, not encouraging. And uh, these boys were indeed very, very. I mean, I, I've I've told war stories about them before. Um, I, I use this in uh, when I'm mentoring new teachers because I learned a lot from from them. But I'd say that there were a couple key insights that transformed my approach. And uh, one of these key insights I call the storm insight, okay? So it was, I think, in October, okay? So we're two months into the school year. And again, it was just miserable every day. Uh, I could not control the class. Uh, you know, they were literally jumping off the walls, like literally like getting on top of the air conditioner or, you know, heater and like, and, like it was you know, saving up their farts to deploy in class. It was, you know, uh, you know, uh, insulting each other in, in a very vulgar way. It was, it was 10th grade, 10th grade boys anyway. And I got very frustrated because, uh, I, again, I did not know anything about classroom management. I mean, I knew about classroom management, but no, none of the techniques worked and I would just get frustrated every day. So one day, and I think this actually hit me in the middle of class. I had a vision, okay, not a prophetic vision, but I had a, uh, uh, I, I pictured myself standing outdoors at night during a hurricane. Okay, so you got to picture the scene. So the 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 wind is is howling and the the trees are are, are blowing and and it's thunder and lightning and um and I'm just standing there uh, exposed to the forces of nature, and I ask myself, can I control the storm? Now, obviously, the answer is no. Right. Um, and what's going to happen if I believe that I can control the storm? So then I'm only going to be frustrated because I uh, the storm is going to be what it's going to be. And there's nothing I can do about it. OK. Um, and if I if I resist that recognition and I think that I can control the storm, I'm just going to be uh, inherently frustrated. So then I, I realize these are 10th grade boys or more more uh, accurately, 10th grade animals. Right. They lack 
any sense of self-control uh, as, as was evident from the, the previous two months. You know, for me to expect a 10th grade boy to not be a 10th grade boy is the same thing as expecting a storm to not be a storm. And I'm just going to frustrate myself. So the first step I have to do is realize that these these boys are going to act in accordance with their nature. And I have to change. I have to change my own reaction if I have any hope of, uh, of, of, of managing this class. Um, and then that's really what led to uh, a series of decisions on my part and a series of other insights, which I won't, I won't go into now, that, uh, that turned the classroom around. And in fact, you know, this is when I was still in graduate school. This is my final year of graduate school. And we had to have, um, uh, as part of our uh, master's degree program, we had to have um, uh, mentors uh, you know, from the, uh, the faculty of, of the graduate school come in and observe us at uh, different points in the year. So, so I had had my mentor, Dr. Foyman and Dr. Sokolow come in at the beginning of that year uh, in like late September. And then he, they came back in November. And I remember Dr. Foyman said, I have never in my years of mentoring seen someone turn around such a, uh, uh, a, a horrible class, <laughs> you know, uh, he said that, 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 uh, I would have guessed that you, I, I mean, this wasn't his language, but he said, I would have guessed that you would have been doomed, uh, based on my first observation, uh, but you managed to turn it around. And I, I definitely credit this insight to being one of the, one of the things that turned it around. Um, so that's, that's what I think he means, uh, really this means when he says, these are natural and necessary results from creatures of this kind. And one who wants this to be otherwise wants the fig tree not to yield its acrid juice. I don't exactly know what the, feel, the fig tree reference is here, but I think even if we don't understand this acrid juice reference, we can get the point, which is that fig trees will produce acrid juice. And if you just sit there being angry at your fig tree for producing the kind of juice that it produces by nature, so then you're just going to frustrate yourself. So, so too, when people act, um, in ways that are, uh, in accordance with their nature, are, are, you know, you should expect them to do that. Like you should expect them to, to, to do that. Now, again, this doesn't mean that you allow yourself to be trampled over. I'm not saying that this is the only way to manage a classroom or deal with people who are taking advantage of you in some way. Uh, there's obviously much more than that, but the first step is to realize that this being is acting in accordance with his nature. And if, and for me to be angry about that is, uh, is irrational. And so I have to like manage my own expectations um, in order to be able to to take the next step of dealing productively. And I think this last point that he makes about uh, remembering that both he and you will be dead. I mean, you could take that in the sense of before, you know, Stoic's general approach to death. But I think one of the effects that this does is it deep, it makes it not personal, like like it takes the ego out of it because you're just going to be dead in, in, in many ways. And in terms of my uh, experience in the classroom, one of the re things that was uh, the biggest obstacle was I was taking their misbehavior personally. and that's just not, again, that's just not reasonable. You don't take the fig tree personally when it makes acrid juice, or if there's an animal and it's acting like an animal, don't take it personally. Like that's, that's, that's what it does. It's an animal. Okay. So uh, I think that's the, uh, that's the general advice here. And the question is, how do you apply this to other people who are frustrating you or angering you? Um, and uh, I, I think, again, the first step, I'm not saying this is the entire way to do with it. The first step is to recognize this person is acting in accordance with their nature uh, and then move on from there. Um, Okay, so again, uh, I want to just thank the people who have contributed to the Patreon. Uh, our first goal, again, is to recoup the costs that I've sunk into these podcasts and YouTube videos. Uh, and in order to do that, we need uh, uh, contributions reaching, uh, totaling $500, and we're up to $300 right now. So if you find value in the content I've been producing, and you can contribute 
as low as $3 a month, uh, then your, uh, your money will go uh, a long way uh, to helping me produce more content. And I really, like I've said before, I really want to make more podcasts. I want to start a Tfil, uh, you know, Tehillim podcast, a Tefillah podcast, uh, Rambam, the Kiyos podcast, I, I, you know, Hashkafa. But in order to do that, I need to, uh, I need to recoup the cost that I've uh, invested so far. Thank you.